Season 3 of CSR 1 from Amaya Media. I'm your host, Courtney Brandt. The discussion around support of mental health in the Middle East is an ongoing one, and one we feel deserves continued attention, much like our previous seasons. The key element, of course, in discussing mental health is having a secure environment where people are comfortable talking about it. Today's guest, Danny Hakim, and her co-founders at Safe Space DXB were frustrated with the lack of free resources and support and felt there was a need for change. If you've not heard of their initiative, Safe Space is a mental well-being support platform that provides online support through live sessions, on-demand content, and masterclass programs to help members in the community prioritize mental health and well-being. It was founded originally by um, Helen Hope. And she put out a call to action on a Facebook group that we're all part of um, through her personal journey saying there's not enough that's kind of happening in this space. Who's up for it? And that was over a year and a bit ago. So January 2019. And we came together as a committee, um, multiple mental health professionals, shall we call them, from that whole spectrum of support from psychologists, therapists, coaches, you know, well-being professionals, Pilates instructors, yoga instructors, mindfulness coaches, like there was just everybody sat in this circle and all really wanting to kind of do something. And I suppose that the thread that connected us all together is it wasn't just a passion for the topic. It was our own journeys that had led us there and our own journeys all very different. So personally, I've struggled with my mental health on and off um, from being about 18, dealing with chronic pain and losing my kind of identity to that pain just dealing with it as best I knew, which wasn't turned out to be not that resilient Mm -hmm. and um, just never really got a grip of things, I suppose, and just accepted that that was my normal until about uh, four years ago after I had my first baby. I did suffer quite badly with postnatal depression and again, tried to muddle on through like us humans do, brushing under the carpet. And did you find, did you feel comfortable going to resources? Did you find or have the resources you needed to deal with that? I think they're there, you know, and if you do dig deep enough, there's like a group out of the blues that I joined um, eventually. So there are, there's lots of little sources of information, support that are out there. But at that time when you're really struggling, knowing where to start, knowing really what's going on, you're kind of in that sort of dazed and confused state anyway. Um, and it becomes very complex. And I suppose the the biggest issue or one of the issues with, with mental health struggles is that we leave it too late. We kind of have therapy as that last line of defense, whereas, and this is kind of what we want to address the safe space is everything before that. So looking at ways that we can um, educate people around mental health, anyone that has sort of curiosities develop um, you know, their information and all the sort of directory of stuff that's already out there and bring that to the table, but make it more accessible. So accessibility for us, yes, there's that sort of cost element. So we know that therapy and could be covered insurance, might not, but it Most is quite likely is not. punchy. Yes. <laughs> My insurance definitely Mine doesn't, doesn't cover either. No. Um, and I think as well, and financial stress is you know one of the key triggers for this stuff as well so then to go and layer another cost on top of it so the financial aspect is is huge but accessibility is so much more than that so it's you know like I said that point of where do you start information is it available online is it packaged in a way that you can relate to it because I think a lot of the even if you just google mental health images it's gray it's dark it's people holding their head and their hands and crying and weeping and 
that's, it might not look like that you know and it doesn't need to look like that mm-hmm. as well so we're very much on a mission to kind of shine a light um and be uplifting we're not just gonna sprinkle positivity all over this we're very real at the approach mm-hmm. but we want to give people the tools tips tricks coping mechanisms resources in order to be able to structure that so Everything in the community we do is completely free of charge. Which is outstanding. <laughs> it is. We, we just don't want there to be any barrier to people, no excuse for people to say, I didn't give it a go, I didn't try it out. The team works in collaboration with mental well-being professionals to equip people with new skills, mindsets, and tools to help manage the stresses of today's modern world, all in a safe and welcoming environment. So it's free to attend, the venue are providing the space for free, the professionals providing their time for free. So that's, you know, that ecosystem is is there and it's accessible, but it's also productive. So for the professionals, they get a chance to talk about their favorite, you know, favorite topic to potentially people that are their target audience as well. We capture content around it so they get stuff to share. Mm-hmm. You know, especially being well-being professionals and maybe not marketeers at the same time probably wear many hats so we can kind of help them promote themselves in that space the venue obviously they get a chance to be doing good and we talk about that as much as possible so we know that they're a you know pillar in the community and they get the kudos for that too so just just works yeah um how many people would you say in the year that this has been up and running have kind of come through the program or come through or visited so we have about 30 to 40 people a week that come to the sessions Mm -hmm. Um, they're always oversubscribed. Unfortunately, we've only got a certain amount of seats. Um, and that's for us, like we said, on that dream to have something every single day. We could actually do that tomorrow, but we want to get better and we want to get safer in that kind of, you know, that setup that we have now and then start to add on different things. So the next session that we want to do is um, Arabic speaking. So a fully Arabic, Arabic professionals uh, session. So that's that's kind of addressing that part of the population as well. We want to have sessions that are more intimate. So it's maybe a professional in a coffee shop just drinking from a safe space mug and you know that you can go and sort of sit to them. So oh, you I love that. It's, yeah. It's cute. We just we we know that it comes in all different shapes and sizes, the support. So someone might not feel comfortable and confident going to one of these big workshops. And from a professional perspective, they might not feel com- comfortable hosting one of these workshops too. So we do. We've got so many tricks up our sleeves looking for opportunities to kind of do these things. And it's just just kind of a matter of time. So kind of thinking about this from your own volunteer experience, how many hours a week are you putting into this? Uh, so a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's kind of a bigger, it's, turn, it's grown arms and legs and teeth and a nose mm-hmm. uh, since we started as that kind of humble community group. So being obviously here in Dubai, what we've realized is that we need to, have more of a structure I suppose like a business model around this in order to be able to even do what we do um so around the middle of last year we put a social enterprise business model around safe space and we are going to work with corporates in order to be able to fund you know have a small team content producers um project managers in order to be able to make sure that this this runs so the corporate piece is something that I spend quite a lot of my hours on developing, putting the programs together um, just in, so we can have that kind of that split when it comes to it. Because without the the corporate piece, we can only just do so much in the community. It becomes a passion project. And, you know, there's only so far a passion project can, can really get to. Even with to. as much, um, you have 
there's three of you. Three founders. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm just thinking, so what would, you know, a year from now, what to you would be kind of a best case scenario? So there's, I suppose there's three pillars. There's the community piece for us in a year, we're going to have, you know, multiple sessions happening per week. The corporate piece, which is us working with forward thinking companies that already get that working with mental health is good for business. You know, we don't want to be spending our time convincing people of this. And I think there are already, you know, from what we've seen, we've not gone out there. People are contacting us. They're ready for this information. So working with, you know, the creme de la creme of businesses who get it, Mm -hmm. that dream for the corporate piece. But the content piece is is also a huge opportunity for us. So making sure that everything we do is documented and captured. So for people that aren't working in a corporate that's forward thinking or don't have access to the community, maybe through childcare or, you know, whatever it might be, they can access our content. So YouTube channel and all the the social wonder that comes with it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see that. I would love to see. Would it be, would you realize a physical space one day, do you think? Well, that's funny, isn't it? Because we're called safe space Mm -hmm. and people say, oh, where's your space, safe space? And we don't, we we thought we would, you know, and that was kind of, it's on the vision board. Mm -hmm. But for now, it's, um, it's kind of something that we see an opportunity to use, um, spaces that already exist, you know, from a sustainability perspective, if we took on a warehouse or an office building or whatever it might be, and there are already these beautiful spaces like Tanya's Tea House, et cetera, et cetera, that exist, then... Yeah. And I mean, a space can be defined as anything. You know, do you feel safe in your own space? You know, that that sort of thing. Um, I would like to know, do you have a favorite memory? Maybe somebody that the group helped or a person that spoke or a personal connection? Do you have one? Um, there's just such a there's just such a good vibe at the community sessions for me. And I just feel blessed to be able to be hosting those every week. It doesn't feel, you know, like a task. It doesn't feel like a job. I'm there till sometimes I don't get home till 1030 at night. I'm there every week. And just the, the gratitude from people when they're saying like, I really needed this mm-hmm. and we can kind of mix it up every week. And the, the same faces are there every week, you know, front row seats. There's no kind of like lurking in the back. And that just fills my heart with joy because we can see it actually having the impact that I would have really enjoyed myself, I suppose, as well. And I do. I'm learning so much. I'm standing in the back taking photos and documenting it. But I'm like, oh, wow, my mind got blown. I didn't know that. So, yeah, selfishly, it's great. That's good. I'd hope that people would go to a session and maybe it's the start of a larger conversation or a recognition that they need to take things a little bit further because it's, you know, I think the first step we know is admitting, Hey, I I need help. And that can be a really big first step. And you've made a space, a very safe space to do that. Um, so where officially can people find you if, if they're, if they're listening and they think, yeah, that sounds like a session or something I want to be involved with. Tell me all the platforms. So our website is safespacedxb.com and we are on Instagram, Facebook, um, I think we're on Twitter, but I don't think we tweet. <laughs> and everything's at Safe Space DXB. Um, recently, we have just formed a closed community group online through Facebook. So that's Safe Space Social and Safe Space Groups. Uh, sorry, Facebook Groups. And that is becoming like a really accessible ecosystem that people are, you know, 
dropping things that they're grateful for, dropping articles that they found useful. So that's something that we, again, just sort of came out of the blue and we're just rolling with it and it just seems to be working for us. So. And mental health professionals that are in the community that maybe haven't done a session but would like to give a session, they would also reach out to you this yes, way as please. well? Yes, yes, please. On our contact um, page on our website, which is the Get Involved tab, it's um, we'll ask you, do you want to come to a community session? Are you a professional? Um, are you a business? Do you want to help? And I, I suppose one thing that's been quite interesting for us is people that have said that they want to come from a community perspective are also ticking the box that I'm not a professional, but I'd like to help. Mm -hmm. So it's really shown us that, you know, as a, you know, from a perspective of people wanting to plug into something and give back, mm -hmm. they're also seeing that as an opportunity for healing too, I suppose from a, we're not, I don't know, that volunteer space no, is always I, a bit risky. It is, it is, but I think, how about this, people who want to donate their time? There are spaces that, so you could come as a speaker, you could come because you have some element that you connect with, or you can come and say, I have time to donate. How can I give you my time? And we have people that help stack the chairs, people that bring the pen and paper every week, you know, so everyone's got like a little role. And I think they really enjoy having that, you know, role to play and making it happen, which is really nice to see. Well, as much as we've done this podcast, I always think that volunteering in 2020 or whenever you listen to this, it looks different all the time. And so it can be very traditional forms. Maybe you give blood, maybe you donate, you know, specific time or whatever, or maybe you found an organization that is really, really needed. Um, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to share with us? Um, I suppose the, the, the collaboration aspect, you know, we... I suppose we underestimated it a little bit at the beginning, but we are totally fueled by collaboration. So if there is any, you know, any idea that you have for your brand to plug in. So, for example, we did a really nice collaboration with Lush Cosmetics. Um, obviously, stuff is beautiful and smelly yeah. and lovely. We did a session at Tanya's Tea House around self-care with them. So, like, looking how you can kind of take your brand and connect it in some way to mental health. And we can help with that process, too, because we're creative thinkers mm -hmm. um, and plug that in. That's that's an area that I think will be really well appreciated by the recipients because they're not used to having this sort of clash of mental health information, like sexy brands yes. and, you know, the outcome of, of getting that support. So Lush Self-Care obviously went together. We made bath bombs. We kind of had a good time. We were full of glitter and everyone smelled lovely yeah. after it. So it's looking for those opportunities. So I haven't found anyone that I can't collaborate with yet yep. so prove me wrong okay and it sounds like also that given the corporate space that if a business was listening to this and wanted to invite you or one of your colleagues in or connect you with somebody in the community who could maybe come in and help if, if they wanted to have a mental health practitioner that you could connect them uh, as well yeah very much the corporates we want to um really provide them with more of a long-term strategic approach to mental health. So we have, have all our professionals in our networks. We've almost got a shopping list of, you know, workshops, events, activities, experiences that we can, that we can work with corporates on. So I think it's also about how can corporates plug back in? So for example, not just, we're not just giving you the opportunity to, to have these workshops. Um, we also want to provide opportunities for you to be able to do something good for the community and that might not be the community even just as a whole it could be your industry community so for example working with um a law firm mm -hmm. that we're, we're putting a proposal together for a moment and creating a community sponsored by them for anyone who's been 
you know, touched by the legal profession. Mm -hmm. And that could be, you know, aspiring lawyers, paralegal support staff. It could be wives, a, a guilty owner of a husband who's a lawyer and <laughs> suffered because of it. So how they can give back and support their sort of people, because I think that's, again, another real opportunity that's from an employer branding perspective. You know, if you're doing this, you're seen as a your, your position is also heightened a little bit and, and getting into it. So, so much opportunity. There is so much opportunity because as we maybe discussed offline, I think if there's one huge gap in the healthcare profession or healthcare in general in the UAE, it's, it's that mental health space and it needs to be talked about more. It needs to be more just out in the open. It needs to be more comfortable employers, professionals, just anyone really needs to have a place that they can go and have the support that they need. I think it's happening. They say this is the decade of mental health. Um, and I suppose if we say that the last couple of decades was physical health, maybe they didn't do a great job because I don't know if anyone feels much healthier. It would have been great if the mental health now piece came first. Now we know things that are really bad. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know what not to do now. Yeah. But if the mental health piece had come first, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know whether we would have been building on a more solid foundation. So now we've got, you know, this this path ahead of us where we have um, currently really high stigma, low awareness, but that's going to change. Like think about where we'll be in five years' time. And I, I used the, I used, I've worked in healthcare marketing for, for many years and I remember getting my first breast cancer campaign about five, six years ago and we couldn't say the word breast cancer. So that was five years ago and now we're getting screened in Costa Coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, so the, the, the gap is, is, is vast at the moment, but it will, it will come together and where we're going to be in five years' time is going to be a better place. If you're interested in attending a future safe space session or want to create a more supportive workplace, we suggest you visit www.safespacedxb.com for further details. Or perhaps you're a qualified coach, a counselor, or someone with free hours that you would like to invest in something positive. If so, then the Safe Space team would also like to hear from you. You've been listening to CSR One with me, Courtney Brandt. This episode was produced by Chirag Desai with support from Abhishek Benkat. We hope you found this as inspiring as we did. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on IMDb and let your friends know. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast players and follow us on Instagram. Until next week, remember to be nice out there on social media. Think about sharing something for someone else. Goodbye.